You know, like I had a shirt that said hustle. I had probably a coffee mug that said hustle. I championed working 14 hours a day. Like if you didn't work long enough, you weren't working hard enough. It comes down to doing. If you're actually willing to put in the work. You know what I do? I work 15 hours a day. And you gotta get to a point when you ready to grind. It starts with the fact that I put in work. I outworked you. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk about work-life balance. There's a lot of content coming from social media right now saying that you have to put in the work if you want to get to where you're trying to go. And don't get me wrong, I'll be the first one to say that I consume and enjoy a lot of this content. And I think there's a lot of valuable things to get from this content. However, the negatives from it are that we see a lot of people in this industry not really able to achieve a proper work-life balance. Whether it's never saying no to a gig or just refusing to make time for yourself, I would say that this is a big area that some conversation needs to develop over. So listen up, this might be directly applicable to your own life. And if you have some thoughts on it that differ from ours, definitely let us know. The purpose of this is to have an open conversation about the topic, not to push one person's perspective on another. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. All right, guys. So this week we are talking about work-life balance, and I don't think we could have picked a better topic for the week because we are coming out of, well, mainly Will. Will's coming off of like a week of conferences and one day of school, and I'm coming off of half a week of conferences and one day of school, but he took a whole week. He is crazy. He has no work-life balance. He took a whole week off of school just to go after these conferences. And speaking of someone that absolutely hates school, it was the hardest work week I've ever had, but I probably wouldn't have changed it because it was so much better than school. Again, work-life balance. So coming off of this long week, um, you know, we had one day of school and then fall break came and that couldn't have come at a better time. And uh, we had some friends go up to a cabin in Virginia. They invited us and we decided to go. Side note, that sounds like we're a married couple. We aren't. He has a girlfriend. I'm looking. I'll leave it at that. Um, but we had uh, days picked out to go and go hiking and just really relax and enjoy life. And the night before we were supposed to go, we got a text message. Um, it was a very interesting text. Basically, what the summation of it was is that one of our clients was down in Florida helping with relief work from Hurricane Michael. And he asked if either or both of us could go down, um, rough it with him for a day or two and document the process. This is something that uh, we really wanted to do personally, and I think Will can attest to this, is that we just we love capturing stories. And this is a good way for a good cause to get their story out. But we were coming off of, you know, pretty, pretty long and hard days um, the past week, and we really needed a break. Even even further than just the past week, though. So this conference that the company we work for put on, like we've been building up to this full-time for like eight months now. In fact, that's why I was hired. Yeah, Zach actually got hired specifically like on part-time just to work on this conference. So a really big deal. We put a ton of effort leading up into this, plus just with school and trying to keep up work. It's been a long couple of months. So this was like well overdue to actually take some time off. But, you know, work-life balance. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about. Um, We're talking about it, but we're not really good at it, ironically. Definitely. Zach's a lot better than I am, though. Right. But we are still really bad. And so in this instance, something came into play that um, kind of relates to work-life balance, and that's FOMO. FOMO. FOMO, for those of you that are unaware, is fear of missing out. 
I just learned what this weird abbreviation meant all of a month or two months ago. Apparently, Zach's known what it is for much longer than that, though. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, new to FOMO or anything like that. Um, not to say I know how to deal with it, but I'm not new to it. And in fact, um, I said no to the conference that Will worked at, the first one before the one that our company put on happened. And, you know, that whole week that he was there, uh, I had FOMO because they had cool water bottles. They were very cool water bottles. Um, and just like the conference atmosphere and the people, you know, we've we've done a few of them and there's a lot of overlapping, you know, people that go to these. And so, you know, you see the same faces and I guess you could call us long distance friends. And so, you know, missing out on that and the experiences and the stories that are there, like I had FOMO, but I knew that if I went the next conference after that one would not go well for myself. Um, and for me, who did work both of them, the second one was, well, both together, but especially going into the second one, it was really hard. It took a lot out of me, both physically and a little bit mentally. Um, with with the start of the second conference, the day before it started, we were doing setup. We started at, um, we started pretty late. We started at 2 p.m. on the actual setup. Like we were at the location as early as I think 11 because we were doing some digital asset alignment that we needed to do beforehand. We were creating a few assets for the screen. And um, we started set up at two and I didn't get back up to our room until about 3 a.m. because I was having to make some last minute changes and last minute decisions on the LED wall that basically had set up and some content management for that. Right. And so, you know, if we end the story there, I'm great at work-life balance and Will sucks at it, but that's not the whole story. So let's dig a little deeper into it. Um, that day, you know, we both arrive in Chattanooga where the conference is at to set up. And, you know, uh, setup was around two o'clock. So we're working, working, working for a couple hours. And then I have to go back to Cleveland because I said yes to shoot a concert. So drive an hour back, shoot the concert, three hours, come back to Chattanooga, set up. It's 11 o'clock. I am whipped. And this LED wall, we're trying to get things set up and going. And um, I'm like, hey, I, go, I turned to Will. And I'm like, hey, got to go to bed. Yeah, he left me. I was pretty pissed. Yes, but he got revenge because, you know, I'm in bed, 11.30, just about to hit that REM cycle and my phone starts ringing and I look and it's Will and I'm like, son of a... <coughs> I pick up the phone and he's like, hey, all the slides you made uh, for this are misspelled. So basically we had like eight panels and this is my favorite thing in the world because I'm the one that's more illiterate when it comes to spelling. Zach's only pretty great at it. He misspelled panel on every single one of them. I just would like to say, though, the file name itself was spelled correct. That was the best part is the actual name of the file. The saying panel on that was spelled correctly. But then on the actual graphic panel was spelled incorrectly. It was hilarious. So I get out of bed, go to the desk, open my computer, type away, send them off, close the computer and then go to bed around 1230. To which I still had two and a half hours left of setting things up. So we clearly know work-life balance very well. We know working through work-life balance. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely not an area that we have strength in by any stretch. Zach definitely, I would say, is a lot better at it than I am, though. Um, I'm having to grow a lot in the area. Um, and, and it's important that I do grow in the area because there is things obviously outside of just work and life. Even if you're doing something that you absolutely love and have a desire to pursue, there's still more to life than just that. Like there's still more outside of that. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, we hear this all the time, especially in our field, the, you know, the people that are leading the industry that we're in is like work hard, crush it, go after, 
your dreams. Oh, yeah. I love the terminology that's come out of it. It's really humorous. There's obviously like work hard, crush it. I'm grinding. That's the other one. Like just grinding it out. Grind it hard, baby. Grind it out. Crush it. It's it's hilarious. But this has all come, if you don't know where this is all from, this has come, I would say, primarily from what I'm going to label as like the Gary V culture. There's more to it than just Gary Vaynerchuk, which if you don't know who he is, he is a entrepreneur that runs a multi-million multi-billion multi-million or multi-billion it's all just numbers let's at that lowball point. it let's lowball and no. say multi-million dollar media company that has locations based in new york la chattanooga and london um so so he's a pretty big deal and he puts out content like on a daily basis to where he basically hires people to just document his life and the thing he preaches from that pedestal mostly is you got to work hard, you got to want it, and you got to be willing to put in a ton of work to get there if you truly want the end result of whatever it is, your business, your media career, whatever it is. And I think um, in some regards, he is right. You know, work hard, absolutely go after it. But the perception that a lot of people have, I think, is work is everything. Absolutely. It's been a really interesting dynamic because the generation that we live in, as well as I'd say the generation before us, has gotten a bad rap for being lazy. Like they've like millennials specifically have definitely been painted as being like super lazy generation, a super lazy group of people. And it's funny because this is kind of a counterculture to that, to where it's like taking laziness and then doing the opposite to the nth degree of work is life, work is everything. I'm not lazy because I'm always working 24 seven. And I think a good, you know, visual representation of this is, you know, there's a pendulum. Absolutely. And like you can swing one way and just go after it really hard or swing the other way and, you know, go after that really hard. And again, go after so laziness really go after, hard. You got to be lazy. You got to go after it. You got to get some potato chips and just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Absolutely. That is the life you should be living. But I think the perception uh, with it is, you know, all millennials are lazy and all Gen Zers are crushing it, going after it. And I think you got to be careful of that perception because although you don't want to be lazy, you also don't want to be working all the time. And so, you know, there's this pendulum where you can either go after it, crush it, or be lazy, get some potato chips, watch Netflix and sit on the couch. But there's also a middle point. And there's this middle point and it's this balance. And I can attest to the focusing, having tunnel vision on the crushing it part to where, you know, I work with Will um, and we're friends outside of work. And it's easy to maintain that friendship because we're working together all the time. And it's not just Will, there's, you know, four or five other people that, you know, we work together so much and see each other on a daily basis. And we're friends at the same time. But then on the flip side of that, because I didn't know how to have work-life balance the past three years, I've had these friends to where it's like, hey, let's get coffee, let's hang out, let's, you know, do the things we did before I got a job and got really busy. And I keep saying this stuff, but I have no balance to it. And so, you know, it's just empty words and I've lost those friends. Absolutely. So so you're missing out on relationships and other parts of life, quote unquote, because your balance was too far in the work side of things. Right. And so, you know, I'm at a place now where it's like, what is really important? Where I can spend five hours on a YouTube video, you know, having vain ambitions, or I can, you know, put that aside and hang out with friends. And Absolutely. It's finding, you know, what's really important. Am I going to pour everything into this platform that really won't last long? Or am I going to make memories with friends that can last forever? Well, and, and kind of like in the phrase that we've been going off of work-life balance, there's a balance to it. So it's, it's not all one and it's definitely not all the other. It's 
kind of finding a middle point to where that works for you because that middle point's also not the same for everyone. Zach will forever and always have at least twice, if not three or four times the amount of friends I'll have because we're very different people. And so my work-life balance will always look different than his work-life balance just because we're two different people in two different places in life. So while he might need more time for relationships and friendships, I also still need time for relationships and friendships just so we're very clear. I might need a little bit less time for it if I'm focusing more on just a select few amount of people versus a little bit more. So since I'm definitely the one that's worse at work-life balance in general, I work probably a little bit too much and I definitely don't dedicate enough time to things that I should dedicate time to outside of work. So considering I'm the worst at it, I'm going to ask Zach, Zach, what are a few things you do to keep your work-life balance a little bit more balanced? Honestly, just saying no to things yeah. at times I, is the biggest um, way that I find to find this balance. And on the flip side of that, saying yes to things too. So like, is this going to be really important to me? Which you kind of have to be a little self, like it's work-life balance and it's your life and your work. So at this point, you do have to be a little selfish. Absolutely. I think guard your time. Yeah, I think one of the things with work-life balance or really just looking at your life is the fact that it's your life. And with the exception of a few people around you, no one's going to care as much about your time and energy as much as you will. Um, Those exceptions being the people that are very close to you, your parents, um, potentially like your spouse or like the person that cares about you the most. But like outside of those people, no one's going to care and guard your time as much as you can or have the opportunity to. Yeah. And I think, you know, we say balance and that doesn't really mean like finding the perfect middle point between working and in, and life. The Absolutely. Other life. So I think that the takeaway from this conversation is really just that Ultimately, in your own life, you are going to be the one to call the shots on your work-life balance because you're in control of yourself. Um, and that can be both a good and a bad thing because if you don't have a lot of self-discipline in that area, you can lead to one vein or the other. You can lead into being a workaholic and working too much, or you can lean the other route of you're not like really doing much with your life. Um, so there's a balance there. And I think what's really important to pull from this conversation is simply that you have to take a look at where you're at. You have to take a look at what you're doing and you basically need to decide, am I, which, which vein am I more in? Because you're probably not in a healthy balance right now because I don't think most people are in life. And how do you strive towards that healthy balance? Because I don't think that balance is ever going to come fully. I don't think there's ever going to be a time in our lives where we're like, oh, we're living in this balance perfectly because I do think it is a pendulum. I think it's always going to be swinging a little bit. And in some seasons of your life, you'll swing more to one side or the other. But I think it's about trying to center that pendulum as best you can and trying to find the right vein to live in. And you have to find what's important to you. For some people, family and non-work life is going to be more important than the actual work life. And like what Will said, finding that balance and what um, you're passionate about. And I think it does come back a little bit to what you as an individual draw happiness from um, because because we get happiness from what we do in life and that probably shouldn't be the only place we get happiness from. But at the end of the day, that is a large source of our happiness is what we're doing and who we're doing it with. And so that's different than it for everyone. And so while some people might get joy and get a lot of benefit out of working all the time because that's their ultimate passion, um, they still probably need a little bit of balance, especially if they have a family. But that also could look very, very different for someone that's very heavily invested in a family. And that could look very different from someone that gets most of their joy out of their personal life and their friendships and their family. 
So that that has to look different from everyone. There's no specific cookie cutter way of if you do it this way, you'll find work-life balance. You're listening to The Good Content Crew, a podcast focusing on discussing, engaging, and ranting about topics and issues in the creative realm. If you like what you heard, subscribe. If you didn't, subscribe so you can bash us. Thanks. Bye.